Fanboys and Friends present A Marvel Cast, Earth's Mightiest Spin-Off Podcast. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I lie, I don't like to talk. But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talky, talky. How long have you been here? I don't know, it's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. Marvel. Glorious. We are Marvel cast and we are burdened with glorious purpose. again and welcome to the second episode of loki and the terrible horrible really 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 messed up timelines if you can't tell i was a fan of a certain book as a child but that's another branch timeline discussion i am your host david sending your master of all timelines and with me your friend of mine uh taken from another branch timeline entirely but we're glad he's here, always. Your friend of mine, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, how's it going? Pretty good. I just when I just came from Chicago's World Fair. That was a fun experience. Some interesting inventions going on, though, I must say. I will say, though, for, for a fair in the 1800s, uh, was anybody confused that the, that the supposed villain is black? Well, not, not, not particularly in this case, because it is the World's Fair, but... I know, but it is the 1800s. You do realize there's a few people watching that are probably really, really confused by that. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But but that that being said, we are getting into a very interesting episode of Loki in episode three, 1893. 
because 1863, I think it is. Oh, it's no, it's 1893 because it starts off in 1860. The episode starts off in 1863 with we see our first look at Miss Minutes and Renslayer. Oh, they drop okay. off, right. they drop off right. a TVI TVA guidebook to a young Victor Timer, a variant of he who remains, who informed Miss Minutes about his plan before his death. Then they travel to 19, 1893 at the Chicago's World Fair on this branch timeline. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Loki and Mobius arrive, Mobius arrive with, after tracking Renslayer's temp pad. From there, they see Timely presenting his temporal loom prototype. Timely has uh, four groups chasing him. Um, we got Loki and Mobius who want to use his aura to fix the loom. Renslayer and Miss Minutes who want him to take his variance place with them at his side. Sylvie, who wants to kill him, and a um, robber baron and his allies who have been swindled by Timely's fake invention. Well, I, I think as we go forward, we'll talk about Miss Minnet. She wants a bit more than... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> She's well, thirsty. Well, well, She's well, thirsty. Yeah. We, we, we'll get into that here right now in the plot synopsis. Timely escapes the fair with Renslayer and Miss Minnet, so Miss Minnet convinces Timely to abandon Renslayer at Timely's Wisconsin lab, he turns Miss Minutes off after she professes his ro- professes her romantic love for him. <laughs> Renslayer, Loki, and Mobius and Sylvie arrive with Sylvie gaining control, seeing Timely's fear. Sylvie allows Loki to take him back to the TVA and sends Renslayer to the Citadel at the end of time with Miss Minutes being brought along. They see he who remains the carrying corpse as Miss Minutes reveals she knows a secret about Renslayer. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This just in. A black man got me too by a clock. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's funny to me. That's hysterical. The opinions of David Sennett do not necessarily reflect all, all other podcasts out there. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. No, I, I I really enjoyed this episode, David. This was a very fun episode. I love yeah, the setting. Yeah, no, it the, was. It was. It I love the time was. setting. I love the setting of the World's Fair. I love Loki and Mobius in that setting. I really like what they did with Victor Timely in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, you know the one thing I cringe at? What's that? Mainly because it was going to be used, but you know, in a certain movie, but it was cut, obviously, was the little boulder gag. Okay. The boulder the brave gag. I'm like, really? Because, look, I have said, and I said this last episode, okay, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the movies for me have kind of overdone Loki, you know, to a point where I'm like, fine, this guy again, whatever. Uh, I want to, look, I want to see, you know, a bolder to brave. I want to see Thor's actual brother. You know, or, well, you know, half-brother, I guess, is what bolder is, right? Yeah. Well, you know, that could still be something that'll happen. Who who knows? But at least... Yeah, I I just found it a bit cringy how... Because I'm like, oh, that's how you're introducing it? Okay. But... No, I, I there, there was so much to like in the episode. I love, I love, I love the feeling they gave of the World's Fair. I, mm-hmm. I love kind of the steampunk aspect of it that they kind of gave it, and how um, Victor Timely's loom was 
was there and I, and I kind of seeing it work in that fashion. Yeah. I thought, I thought Renslayer and Miss Minutes steal this episode. Yeah. Well, I I gotta say, if if you're acting alongside a animated cartoon, chances are the animated cartoon is gonna steal a lot more scenery than you. Well, I know, but that's it's still how it's still the performance and the fact that the performance went into no, no, no. I'm I'm just looking at the two of them. Yeah, right. The standout was Miss Minutes. You know, especially with her. Um, uh, oh, uh, we'll get to it, but um, her how I say, um, uh, Miss Minutes Kaiju. Well, you know, you you have that. You have. That AI. was pretty funny. Yeah. I was thinking immediately of you. <laughs> well, I think I think the other thing though too with Miss Minutes is we see how dangerous of evolved of an AI she actually has become. Right, right, right. Disney, I can see you taking notes right now. Don't. Um, and I think Renslayer was very well done in this episode too, with her her sense of kind of wanting to take getting the feeling of how she wanted to take control of the situation. And then the the fact that Miss Minutes manipulates Timely into getting rid of Renslayer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? Miss Minutes is a crafty low clock, and, and um, I'll just say a horny low clock at that. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> kind of, you kind of have Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie be part of things, but still kind of put to the side just a little bit. Yeah. Here. But I think the key the key aspect of this episode really is to is Victor Timely. Some mm-hmm. might question Jonathan Major's choice as far as how he spoke as Victor Timely, but we see, yeah, there, he's an intelligent inventor, but he's a con artist too. Oh, I I think uh, any sensible person questions a bit more with uh, Majors, not so much his accent. Well, but I uh, no, I understand that, but we, we right, talked about yeah. that a little bit already in the previous episode. But right, we did, we did. But I get you. Um, I I really think his portrayal of time of timely here was it was well done, especially playing up the con man side of it, because I really don't think you necessarily see that coming right away. No, you don't. You don't. And so, can, I we, can we talk about Loki's mischievous trick in the bar? Yes, that was fun. Like, Yes, that was, ahead, that was fun. It's like, shall we talk to take this outside? It's like, absolutely. Poof, guy's gone. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that. That was that was some Loki mischief. And then when they're running out, the dudes in what the the pig cage. Yeah, I'm like, now that's. That's what I remember from as comic Loki. Not so much the, you know, if you go back to 2012, Loki just felt like your uh, typical whiny kid that dad didn't pay attention to. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. So, so let me ask you this because you've kind of hinted that in the previous episode that episode three is where your attitude towards the season of Loki has kind of changed. Mm hmm. So so go into that because I think that's important. Well, I mean the 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 story now again the major stuff aside all that mess aside, right? The story I think has gotten a bit more uh intriguing, interesting. 
Um, again, it sucks that you're six episodes and you're just now getting to the point where I have you have my attention, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I'm not really a big fan of that when it comes to current television. You know? Yeah. And we've talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, that's why I like things better like Ahsoka, where I'm like, at least you gave me eight. You know? Had you given me six with Ahsoka, I would have been really pissed. I think I think a lot of people would. Kyle, was that fair? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at least there you gave me eight. Um, but I'm sorry. The, I, I hope Marvel stops this this six episode bullshit. Go back to even if you go with things like WandaVision where it had nine. I believe um uh Agatha Darkhold Diaries, by the way, Marvel, really bad choice on the CW direction title for that. Uh just saying. But I believe that is going ten episodes. Yeah, I haven't heard an official count on that yet, but no, I haven't either. But last I heard was ten. But the the big thing about this episode too is it's this, I felt like this episode really did a good job of upping the stakes, and that's something I think every episode of Loki has done, this season has done even better. Is it's up the stakes even more? He's put it's put more urgency on the situation. Yeah, no, the, I I would agree with that. Yeah. That's in peril. And then adding in the Victor Timely aspect of it really just kind of makes it feel increased. And then to end the episode in in that spot at the end of time, seeing he who remains his body, and then Miss Minutes talking about the secret she has about Renslayers, that if you're familiar with the comic, you kind of have an idea and it of what, what that could be. And it's a pretty major, pretty major aspect, but this this episode really does a lot to set up pieces on the chessboard. It does, yeah. So I mean, that's that's one of the interesting yet to me laced with a bit of irritating things about not just this show but the MCU at this point, Kyle. Yeah, is that the MCU just feels like it's slowly moving chess pieces. Well, I think you're kind of in a stuck situation too because they really don't know what their future direction is. Well, no, but what I'm saying is it's been like that since day one. And Kyle, what I'm saying is I miss when movies were allowed to just be movies. You know? Because with Feige's little Frankenstein experiment of this, right? It doesn't feel like anything's allowed to be itself anymore. I, I think when you look at Infinity Saga, the Infinity Saga, there's a lot of things that were still allowed to be themselves, be itself to establish itself. Well, I yeah, think, there were a I, few. I think the problem. I think well, I think the problem is now is that they just it was they're, 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 that with the there's just too much and they. they they ru- they rushed a lot of things to try to meet certain expectations, but I think that's also why Loki's been successful is because Loki doesn't feel rushed. No, it feels uh, hampered by the fact that you have goddamn six. Well, 
We'll see, we'll see about that because I, I I'm I'm curious about something and we'll get we'll talk about that more when we get into the next episode. Okay. All right. But um it uh, let me just beat you to the punch. It's not going to end all buttoned up. No, it's not, but I think it's I think that that was in this case a little bit intentional for, for this particular show and I think for this particular show it's going to be okay that it isn't. Right, but it's not going to end all buttoned up and uh, and you know bow tied. Okay, well th- th- then let's get it. Give me your final thoughts on episode eighteen ninety three, David. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It certainly added more. But you know what? Let's let's talk about probably the most shocking thing. <laughs> And laughable things, you know, um, uh, Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes having the hots for Timely, of all things. Well, no, she has she has, she has, has the t- hots for He Who Remains. Timely's a variant of that. And if you think about it, it's it's not that crazy. We've seen it. It's, a, it's actually a classic trope, you know, where the, 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 the invention falls for the, the, for the creator. And it, it, it's Marvel being fucking creepy, is what it is. Well, I've, there's been, this has been d- done many a times in film and movies. So, and I call it out the same way. It's Marvel being creepy, is what oh. it is. I think the point is is to show us how demented Miss Minutes has become. Mm. Well, I I think there's a certain thing in the next episode that'll show that. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that because. I really enjoyed this episode. I think this episode was a lot of fun. I think this episode really established some interesting things. It is, yeah. Which really leads into what the the fourth episode of Loki, Heart of the TVA, because this is a game changing episode. Yeah, a game changing episode for a game that's not even a game. It's more like a punching a field goal. Well, let's talk about this because there's there's so much that's going on in this episode. Oh yeah, you got. I mean, just and, and and but the thing is, it all works. You have obviously the threat of the loom as it's getting ready to explode. Right. You've got you've got um, Victor Timely arriving at the TVA and just getting overwhelmed by what he sees there. Right. You've, you've got. Huh, Hunter H-15 appealing to Docs and her troops to try to recruit them. Yeah. You think you're done with... You've got the revelation that Renslayer was actually Kang's partner, or he who remains his partner, and that she was in charge of all of the armies, not him. And they were doing basic... She was doing basically his bidding. Now, the question would be is how how much is Miss Minnesota twist of this to her own Thoughts and mechanic and giving the gleefulness on Miss Amanda's face. I'm guessing a lot. So you you you've got the whole Miss Minute situation. You've got Mobius, Loki, he who remains, Sylvie, all trying to figure out how to prevent the loom from exploding with Aurora Boris. Um, you get Victor, some great Victor, not he who remains. He's rotting at the end of time. Yeah. Um, you got you got this great moment between Victor and Aurora Boris in, of the in the Great Mutual Appreciation Society. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. The snake eating its yeah. own tail. The actual definition of Aurora Boris 
right in the show. But I will say this too: when I hear "clean up on aisle six in the TVA, I'm going the other direction because messy. Uh, are you talking that ending? I'm t- I'm talking I'm talking the uh, box that made them all go squishy. Oh yeah 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 that that and uh, yeah. But we also get some great Back to the Future again time tricks in here because we find out we 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 time match up with where the time leaping Loki from episode one was bouncing around. And we see that Loki was the one who pruned himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? I I say that's just coming off of, um, you know, getting a chance to see Back to the Future on the big screen, you know, on Back to the Future Day. Um, Yeah, with the timey-wimey shenanigans, you know, with with Back to the Future one and two, even three, are charming and endearing, and have stood the test of time. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we all can agree with that, right, yeah. Kyle? Mm-hmm. For me, and again, this is just for me. You know, if I'm alone on this, they'll find. I just haven't reached that point with with the MCU yet. Well, I I, th- I think it was pretty. I think what they've done in Loki as far as time travel has been very smart and very well thought out and very well played. It, it, now I will say it's been better thought out than Endgame. You're look. I'm sorry, Endgame. I love you. Your last forty five minutes, your first two and a half hours, just felt like you know teasing for no reason. Okay, but I love your last forty five minutes. But your your excuse for time travel kind of sucked. Well, I'm, I'm again, I'm not, and I get it, and that's your thing. I'm focusing on the time travel here in Loki, right? And it's I'm, very- I'm just saying, if you want to know where my frustration started with that, it was Endgame. Yeah. It's relieved here because it actually makes more sense. And it's better thought out and well, was and it, written by adults. Well, it's a different form of time travel, too. So right. So again, I think I think it's it, they do a great job of connect of looping it back. And that's where the Aurora Boris really comes in. It's, you know, the, the it's snake eating its own mm-hmm. head. It's you're experiencing now. They did a great job of, ex- of making you re-experience those events of episode one. The, the snake another. eating its own tail. I'll yeah. tell you the only thing, the only one aspect that felt like a uh, felt anticlimactic mm-hmm. when the phone was ringing. Yeah, that's we had this big mystery with that with episode one, and it felt like Matrixy, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it just ends up being uh, Ouroboros. Like, where yeah. are you guys? I'm like, yeah, really, Marvel? Really? You, you know, you can explain time travel better than Endgame, and yet somehow you made an anticlimactic issue out of that. Well, if that's the most anticlimactic thing, when you consider the fact that in this episode we get Miss Minutes trying to take over the TVA, we get Miss Minutes rebooted with a very um nasty comment at the end basically telling Victor Timely she'll never be that he will never be him. Right. Um oh he'll get, be something all right, but it yeah. won't be he who remains. <laughs> we we get Renslayer pruned. 
because they when they reboot the TVA security systems, Sylvie and Loki can use their magic again. That was a pretty badass. Um, you know, it was almost like something out of a horror film moment. Yeah. And then we we end the episode with them having Victor Victor Timely and Aurora Aurora Boris having figured out a way to fix the loom. And Victor Timely makes it his responsibility to fix the loom. And yet the minute he goes outside, we see what um, Mobius was so scared of about possibly having all of his skin ripped off and turning into um, temporal spaghetti, because that's what exactly what happens to Victor Timely in a very, very well done special effect. All right. Yeah, very well done. But all right. All right. All right. Kyle, you're going to have to bear with me here. Right. Okay. On top of spaghetti, no, 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 all covered not, with blood. Yeah, okay, just stop. I lost my poor timely. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> we're, past, we're past Halloween. Just stop. <laughs> really? Yeah. Blame Marvel for that one. Blame. Do not blame me. Blame Marvel for that one. So. Then, but, but what's so great about the, that is that happens, and just the utter shock of of everybody who's still alive as they're trying to figure out this loom, and then the loom explodes, with the final scene being that just amazing expression on Tom Hiddleston's face as the explosion of the loom comes closer. There was one thing missing. What's that? On Owen Wilson's face. What? With his little Lego hands, okay? Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me as he's standing there, he couldn't go, wow. Well, we don't. We, we, that could happen. Wow. At the, that could be at the beginning of episode five. I doubt it. Yeah. But, I, do, I do not see Marvel being that ballsy. Well, well, we'll see. But So, part of the TVA, what did you think of the episode as a whole, David? I I thought it was even rewatching it before this recording. I thought it was fairly uh, uh, decent, mm-hmm. right? Fairly good. It was certainly these last two episodes, like I like I was saying before, right? Have certainly been uh, more interesting than episode one and two. Mm-hmm. Certainly caught my attention more in episode one and two. Uh, one I give a little caveat to because uh, Kihu Kwan and uh, you know, just just away from any role, you look at this man's energy, the man is insane. Oh, yeah, but right? he's so much fun. He, yeah, he's so much fun, he's a ball of energy. I just think he loves being there, yeah, you know. Um but so I give episode one a little bit of caveat because Kiyu Kwan was that kind of interesting element for me that made episode one work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't quite, you know, Tom and it wasn't quite Owen. It was uh, Kiyu Kwan. So I, so that was my thing there. Right. Uh, okay. As far as like Owen and Tom, you know, I still say, okay, I don't really want a sequel to this movie, but if you gave me uh, a Wedding Crashers 2, 
make it Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. You know, leave Vince Vaughn out of this, please. Me though. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I get my I get my bad timely song. You get whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Ma, where's the meatloaf? <laughs> oh. oh, was that a Vince Vaughn? Oh, that was a that was a Will Ferrell, but it was still Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now, unfortunately. So, so so there's two big things for me that come out of this episode. Sure. So the first one I want to talk about is how this episode might affect episode five. Because okay. I have a sneaking suspicion episode five is going to test a lot of people's patience because I think it's going to get very metaphysical. What do you mean? Like weirder than the time slipping? I think I think because we are going to clearly doing... we're going to see more time slipping because there are shots in the trailer we haven't seen in the show yet. Well, I, I as far as that I'm concerned with that, that doesn't mean much because I've seen stuff in trailers I've never seen in a movie with especially yeah, Marvel stuff. That's true. That's but that's it's gonna get very metaphysical because I think I think they could really go on a head trip thing here with Loki with Loki having being lost in some kind of time stream because of the loom explosion. Mm-hmm. And I think they could go very head trippy, and I think they could do some crazy shit with that in the, that episode. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because you could either get a lot of people hooked in, or you could turn a lot of people off real quick. Oh, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be the second one. I think I think as of this recording, the uh, number five airs tomorrow night, but. I think it's going to turn a lot of people off because, look, as creative as it was, as sort of, you know, um, WTF, ballsy ending as it was to just go full Sopranos and go black, right? Mm -hmm. Or in this case, white. Yeah, or that. Um, Yeah, I I just think a lot of people are going to be really fucking confused come five. Yeah, well, we'll we'll find out. But the other big thing in this is that I think they might have secretly at least put themselves in position if they have to make a change with he who remains, Victor Timely, Kang, whatever version you want to say. Say they they've given themselves a little out, depending on if we see him again when the series. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. They gave him an out. You know what they basically did. Right. Yeah, they they wanted him. Well, I mean, basic basically, they, they, they did do him what Wanda did they, to Reed Reed Richards. Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's a dumb move because you know we, we talked about this a little last episode. Jonathan Majors has got his legal problems, and hopefully, those are going to become resolved here soon. And we are in a place where it should be innocent till proven guilty. But but let's be honest here. There might be too much damage done, and they just realize as much as that they they're just better off recasting and going. Dude, in direction. you and I will talk about it at some other point. But when they pulled his his film magazine dreams, right? Yeah, that that's that's kind of a red flag right there. That's a big red flag. That's a sort of look. You know, innocent till proven guilty, great. But if they didn't pull magazine dreams. I'd be 100% with you on, you know, they're just waiting this out. 
Well, I, I think I, th- I think there, there's a part of it that could still be that could still be the case, but they're, right. They're, well, they're, you, they're hedging you, their bets. Let's wouldn't you agree? That's pretty telling, though. Yeah, oh, I think that's telling to a point. Like I said, I think they're hedging their bets, but um, they've definitely put themselves in a position to where you could definitely have a new actor step in as Kang and yeah. have an explanation for it. And I think this is that's a big deal. And it's gonna be all I'm saying is my all I'm saying is my Victor Von Doom phase pivot doesn't sound too fucking bad, does it? Oh, we'll see. I think if the fact that the secret Avengers uh, Kang Dynasty is still exists on the plate kind of makes me think that they might recast. Well, if Majors is guilty, that goes away. Well, or well, somebody else will be recast. That's that's Mm, probably. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but you know, as as we get to this very interesting point with Loki, to where it's like you're not sure what to expect with the final two episodes, right? Again, though, I'm gonna come back to this aspect of it. David is one of the things I'm really enjoying about this is it does feel like what we talked about a little bit last time was Loki feels like premiere television. It does, yeah. And I think that's a good sign, and I think that's a good sign because because of what. Of who's directing it, and they are directing the final episodes. And considering what that we're looking at with in the future here with other Marvel projects, and hopefully this is just kind of our early preview of the trend Marvel's going to go into. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll talk about that more on the on a regular episode. Oh yeah, no, no, I I, yeah, they they've they've really got their homework to do as far as you know the. You know the massive pivot I'm referring to? Yeah, I, I do. That came out after the Daredevil news, I think. Yeah. Well, and those that Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are a big part of that news as well. Yeah. We talked about well, that we'll, we'll table that. We'll table that for a regular yeah, no, episode. We talked we talk about that in a previous episode, and we'll talk about it in future episodes as well, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- we're also looking at a very interesting period here going forward in the MCU, David. And just bear with me for a second because we got these final two episodes of Loki, we've mm-hmm. got the Marvels, and we have What If, and then we have Echo in January. After Look. that, we have some tentative dates for things, but none of those are solid. We don't know what where things are going to stand because of the of actor strikes and thing things like that. So there's. And there's already on the table because the writer's already back to work. The rework, I think the reworking of the MCU is already underway. Yeah, yeah. What's ironic is having the loom explode. I'm like, maybe that MCU reboots come sooner than we thought. Yeah, but so I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the rest of Loki because I just really have no idea what direction they're gonna go with episodes five and six. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm going to come back to one big thing: is if you're looking for a full resolution to all the story threads that are in Loki, you're, you're going not going to be highly disappointed. You're you're, you're definitely not going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to say that right now. That unlike Secret Invasion, where you know you really were hoping for something wrapped up, or at least wrapped up enough that you felt like you were going to. Don't get a direction. Mention, don't mention oh, no, Secret no. Invasion. There's a reason why I'm mentioning it. Let me get to it. Okay. Where instead you just felt like what the hell just happened? I think with Loki, you you're still running the risk of a what the hell just happened, but you're also like it might be what the hell just ha- happened, but it's within a couple movies from now you could be like, oh, they just set up the groundwork, 
And that, right. I think that's yeah. what Loki is. I think Loki's the groundwork. Well, I think Loki's the groundwork for most things, especially you know, uh, Deadpool three or or yeah. Let's just call it. Can we just call it? Even as we, even if it's a fantasy name, can we just call it Deadpool Kills the Fox Universe? Because <laughs> I'm sorry, that thing needs to die. Yeah, but I mean, so that's kind of where I stand with Loki right now. I've really enjoyed season two. I'm not. I'm. I'm still have some reservations because I have no idea what episodes five and six are going to be, and we'll get to discuss those soon enough. But right, yeah. I think so far Loki season two has been enjoyable. I like the directions it's going in. I like the character moments in it. I, I like it so much. I think I'm going to go have a piece of key lime pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, there really wasn't much to talk about there, but yeah, go have a piece of pie. I won't have a piece of that key lime pie though. That's key lime pie. was looking a little too green for my. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 That, that was a, that was like a, that was like if Yoda had a pie reference, it'd probably be that. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, I know there's the only Star Wars MCU crossover you're getting, children. That's it. So uh, anything else on uh, on these last two episodes, Kyle? No, I think it's just time. It's wait and see time with Loki. Let's see what the time hopping, exploding loom, what metaphysical direction are we going in? And on a jet ski, no less. Yeah, exactly. Always, always on a jet ski. Yes. If okay, on a jet ski, hearing hearing Bully Maguire or Toby Maguire say "Pizza time!" Come on. No, come on. It, all my bags are packed. I'm ready to go because I'm leaving. I'm leaving on a jet ski. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, you you got me back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bastard <laughs> all right on that note gang uh this will wrap up our episode uh, coverage on uh the on episodes four and five of loki season two uh kyle thanks for joining me as always to talk some marvel and some loki flavor in particular and thank you for being a Marvel feeling why why the rest of this year our boy Mark Herlman is off uh you know pruning those branches, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I'm always up to manage mischief. So yes, well, and I can't manage this mischief alone, I'm telling you. <laughs> it gets rough. Uh so and anyways, gang. We will be back in probably about two weeks, finishing yeah, up uh, Loki season two, talking episodes five and six. So until then, remember. Say my name. Loki. Say my name. Loki. Say my name. Loki. Say my name. I know what this place is. Thanks for listening to Loki and the terrible, horrible, really, really, really messed up timelines. And I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. 
I know. Okay. Okay. A Marvel Cast Earth's Mightiest Spinoff Podcast covering Loki, streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. Please sign to verify this is everything you've ever said. This is absurd. Sign this too. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Why me? I need your unique Loki perspective. Do I get a weapon? Nah. Luckily, he believes in himself enough for the both of us. It is adorable that you think you could possibly manipulate me. I'm ten steps ahead of you. You're not big on trust, are you? You can trust me. Oh, you have studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? All Things MCU Marvel is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. This podcast is meant for informational purposes only. All rights reserved. No infringement is intended.